This is Rachel from School Psych Podcast. We're doing something a little bit different, um, trying some test kit reviews and test reviews. So let us know if this is something worthwhile. Let us know some comments and feedback and whatnot. But um, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the SRS2, the Social Responsiveness Scale. Pretty blue manual here. Most commonly used for um, autism evaluations um, rating scale. But overall drive-by review before I get into kind of the nitty-gritty of my thoughts on it is that I do like the SRS2. It is kind of my go-to autism rating scale right now. It is comparable to other autism rating scales out there. What I like most is the online uh, platform and emailing the the forms out to teachers and parents and then having that come back in. I haven't had any problems with technical difficulties with that online platform. I know that you need to buy a license and so I'm going to include some of that information. I'm not sure how much a license costs in order to access the system, um, but you can you know, buy your protocols and whatnot online, your digital protocols. Um, there's less waste because you're not maybe losing them or parents are not losing them or teachers are misplacing them somewhere. So I do like the online system. I'm not a fan of the, the scoring, the CD, and the key that comes with it. I had some glitches and some problems. I wasn't impressed with the graphs. I wasn't impressed with, like, the scrolling was a little bit difficult. It wouldn't let me use my, my roller thing <laughs> to scroll with my mouse to view my report. It wouldn't let me mouse over icons to see what those icons were doing before I could click on them. Um, so, And then it was kind of timing out and little circle was spinning forever in some cases. And I tried it first time around. Um, I was able to do it, no problems. The next two or three times that I tried, I was having technical problems. So I was not a fan if it came down to the CD version with the scoring key, um, which does have unlimited, so unlimited install. So you install it in your computer, you can pass it around to other sites in your district, install that. But then to actually score it, you need that magical key, that flash drive that plugs in. So you do need to pass around that flash drive. Um, it says it's compatible for, I'm going to look here, Windows 8, 7, Vista, and XP. And I asked about Windows 10, and they said that it is compatible with Windows 10. Um, but if it came down to the scoring key or um, scoring it by hand with the manual, I'd probably go with the manual. It doesn't take that long. It's kind of that mass normative sample. So for your you know, 4 to 18 block and your, your preschool, um, I think it's 2 to 4. You do have to make sure that you're scoring, you know, male or female. There's two different norm sets for that. And so it's not kind of some of our other autism scales have this just one page of norms tables. And so that's even easier to score. There are a couple different pages that you need to toggle through on the manual to make sure that you're looking at the right thing. There's a couple different options for um, the different kits that you can get. For example, they have forms that go up to, they've got preschool forms. A nice purple color here. We've got school age forms, which go four to 18. And then there's also options for adult forms and a self-report adult form. Um, as far as hand scoring, pretty similar to your other autism rating scales. Um, when you're scoring by hand here, you can, I don't know if you can see that, but you can plot your scores. It gives you a couple different subscales in addition to your total score, which are reported in T-score. So your subscales look at like social awareness, social cognition, social communication, social motivation. In addition to those subscales that formulate that total score, and it gives you kind of a, that range of mild, moderate, and severe. Uh, you also have the ability to look at these DSM compatible scores. So you have your social 
kind of subscale and then your repetitive restrictive behavior subscale. So that lines up nicely with the DSM-5 where for your autism criteria, you've got kind of umbrella A and umbrella B. So it gives you kind of those severity levels, um, those T-scores to look at that. It also gives you right on the, on the protocol here, the description. So it tells the description as far as 59 and below within normal limits and it gives kind of a little blurb. So I just put that right in my template. I kind of cut and paste that into and I do have a template up in the resources drive if anyone wants to check out the template section to see what I've used for writing it. So the protocols, um, you can detach the front page that has, you know, where you can plot your scores and whatnot and that kind of detaches and underneath is the items so you can just hand that to your parent or teacher to fill out which is nice because then they're not confused by that front page i definitely handed things out to teachers and they try and score them for some reason and then i get all sorts of weird numbers and they get confused and frustrated i'm like why are you trying to score my forms i don't know but they do that <laughs> the paper forms are carbon copies so if you've ever scored a Connors before through um, the carbon copy, it's very similar to that. It's not super complicated. It's not, I remember scoring BASCs back in the day before the three, um, and that was cumbersome, and the EDDT was cumbersome, and there's a couple others are like, oh, I would never hand score. These are easy to hand score, but again, they're carbon copy. I don't really like the feel of the carbon copy. Maybe that's a sensory thing. Somebody made a comment once online that your, your meal at the restaurant is only as good as your waiter. If that makes sense that you are going to have your teachers or your parents that are going to, you know, three, 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 three on everything. And you're going to get these ridiculous scores back that when you know the child and you know that that's not the case. So I don't see that that's a problem that's fixed. I'm not sure is that you can fix that with any rating scale. Um, so you're going to get some that are like that. But comparing it to other rating scales that I've used, I don't get these extreme scores. There's some others that I'm like, oh, it always seems to come back elevated. I don't seem to have that problem. It talks about in the manual that it helps to differentiate between different disorders that also have a social component or something that might look a little bit like autism. I'm not sure how useful I found it with that. Um, I have used it for some kids that I've ended up going ED and not to the autism side, and they have kind of come up mild. So luckily they weren't, you know, like way off the charts um, with that, that kind of lined up with what I was saying with my observations. They talk about it can be used to monitor symptoms. I'm not sure how useful I would see it as doing that. I'm not sure is that any rating scale, I'll be super thrilled with monitoring those symptoms. I think I would just use my own checklist um, for kind of documenting those smaller changes. So as school psychs, anytime we use a measure, we have that ethical obligation of researching and making sure that it's appropriate, you know, per the manual, of course, everything is appropriate. It's, you know, it got plenty of participants in the normative sample um, and it does reference some independent studies. Uh, I will say that research is not my background. I'm a practitioner. So this review is coming from the standpoint of a practitioner and the ease of which you know, the utility of this assessment. I did look up and find a couple independent reviews. And so I'm going to post some of that in the comments section of this video. And I would just encourage you guys to look further into that. But as far as what I can tell, it seems appropriate for what it's designed for and comparable to other measures that measure similar things. Protocols run you uh, look like $57 for a pack of 25 of four to 18 forms, um, which is about, you know, 230 or so per protocol. I thought that that was comparable to other things.
software kit that includes all of those forms is going to be $406. Um, the hand-scored version of that is $287. The online kit, so with the scoring key, is $287. And then you can also have the option to get rid of kind of those 19 plus um, the adult forms if you're just working with kids. So 192 for the child and adolescent hand score, 311 for the software, and 192 for online scoring. And I really like the online platform. Go for that if you can. To navigate the online scoring, which I think is pretty intuitive and pretty easy, and I have not had significant bugs or complications with that, there is a and I'll post the link to this, but right on when you sign into that platform, there is a video that WPS has put up on how to navigate it. And it's pretty easy and uh, pretty straightforward. And so I'd recommend that if you are looking at using that platform to check out that video. But overall, I think that it's a good choice. I think that on our autism evaluations, we're going to typically have some autism rating skills to pass around. I'm one that I don't go immediately to an ADOS. I don't think that every child needs an ADOS. Um, if you can get enough, you know, and be sure and confident in your decision based on the rating scales and your observations and your interviews that I usually stop there and I don't necessarily do additional testing if I feel like I have enough information. All right, that's pretty much it. Uh, anything that I forget, I'll try and put in the comment section. But again, give us some feedback and let us know if this is something worthwhile, if you want us to look at more test kits and um, any suggestions for anything. Thanks.